Hey, my friend, welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My name is Lori Seitz. I'm an entrepreneur, mentor, founder of Zen Rabbit, and your guide in moving from fine to fantastic. I love inspiring others to listen to their inner voice and encouraging them to take the steps toward fulfilling their soul. Join me here as we navigate through life transformation, moving from that place where you say everything's fine, it's just fine, but you're really feeling a deep undercurrent of suck. How do you move from there to a renewed sense of yourself? You're in the right place for stories and experiences of self-discovery and courage to help you on your journey. And you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. Today's guest is Shannon Patterson. Shannon is a mindset empowerment coach for midlife women and the founder of Live Your Truth. As a three-time Ironman world champion triathlete, what? Yep, she did that. A two-time divorcee, near-death survivor, and eating disorder conqueror, Shannon thought we were going to talk about those experiences and how hearing them might empower other women. But instead, we talked mostly about self-love, female friendships, and the power to create your life the way you want it now. That's how it goes in here. Conversations take on a life and a direction of their own. Shannon says that what she knows for sure is that to truly feel your best, most confident, and most proud, it all stems from a self-love mindset. She says, like the lionesses we are, fierce, loyal, brave, strong protectors, we need to care for ourselves with the same intensity that we care for others. We need to courageously explore new territory, and that territory lies within us. In the depths of our souls lies the source of our power, waiting to be unleashed, waiting to roar. Shannon invites you all to join her as she leads women to grow through what you go through and as she calls it, thrive in your midlife revolution. Quick reminder for community and camaraderie, come join us in the Fine is a Four-Letter Word Facebook group. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. The weeks, months, and years are flying by. Kids are growing up, parents are passing away, and you're looking at either your spouse or your career, or maybe both, wondering, do I want to spend the next 20 years the same way I've spent the last 20? If you've been living your life stuck at fine for a while now, frustrated because you don't see a way out, listen up, my friend. It is possible to move from fine to fantastic, and you deserve to be better than fine. Earlier this week, I hosted a workshop where I shared how I found clarity, passion, and peace around which direction to go in this next stage of life, and how you can too. If you'd like to see the replay, go to zenrabbit.com to sign up to get access to that video. Welcome to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. My guest today is Shannon Patterson. Shannon and I were introduced by episode, I don't remember what episode it was. It was back one of the first ones, two, episode two, I think maybe, one or two. Um, Dara Goldberg introduced us. So I'm so excited that you're on my show now. 
Welcome. Thank you so much, Lori. Yeah, Dara and I work together. We met through Clubhouse and we have a common mission, which is to really elevate and celebrate women in midlife. And she started uh, a brand called Love in Midlife. So I am working with her on that as well as my own branding with Live Your Truth Women. So it's just been a fantastic connection. Yeah, actually, that's how Dara and I met, too, was through Clubhouse. And uh, ironically, I'm hardly ever on Clubhouse anymore now. (laughs) But yes, great, great platform. So let's start where I ask all of my guests, because I'm just so curious as to like what inspired you to become the person you have become. What were the values or values and beliefs that were instilled in you as a child that contributed to you becoming who you who you became in adulthood? I love this question so much. And I there's there's multifaceted answers to this because I think it's not just one thing. But for me, when I think about the let's call them the top three, communication in my family was next to zero. My mom and dad divorced when I was three, I was very young, and both sides of the family came from, my dad was military, and my mom came from a farming community where you were very stoic people, and you just did the work, and you just sucked it up, and you didn't talk about your feelings, and you didn't have any kind of, um, not only just no talk, but no PDA, no none of that, but you knew that they loved you. Like that was just expected that you knew that. And in later in life and through even through childhood, that inability to communicate in a very open, non-surface level way was, I didn't even know that it existed, that you could actually have those kinds of deep conversations and deep analytical, you know, of self and how that opens you up to being able to have amazing friendships and relationships later in life. So I went through, you know, my childhood and going into starting to date and then getting married in completely incapable of being vulnerable and being able to talk to people about how I felt because I didn't know how I felt, quite honestly. I had never taken the time to really think about what, like be self-aware. That for me, I never did that because I didn't have it role modeled for me. My family was mm-hmm. about doing, 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 right? And right. you work so hard. So human doing as opposed to being. Right. Yep. So, you know, when I talk about, when I talk to my clients about, you know, what are these steps of, uh, first is awareness, second is acceptance, and third is action. I was in action most of my life, always in action. And that impeded my progress in being able to have really deep relationships with people um, because I didn't have, I didn't know who I was. I didn't even know what Mm -hmm. was important to me or who deep down that I was. So that's what I really try to help women dig down to that place. And that's Mm -hmm. often, I did a room yesterday actually in Clubhouse on self-love. And just the title alone, self-love tips and tools, it was flooded with women. And it wasn't like, let me tell you how to do it, sister. It wasn't that. It was, I don't really, I don't even understand this concept. Can you explain it to me? How do I get it? I want it, but I don't 
I don't know how to get it. And mm-hmm. that to me is, it's so common and I can get it because yeah. I, I've been there. Right. Like to me, that's the real pandemic is that we don't love ourselves. We don't even understand what that means. And in the past few months, I've been exposed to a part of my mastermind and one of my mentors talking about telling yourself that you're proud of yourself. Oh my gosh, the first time somebody suggested I do that, I burst into tears. That's so hard. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting because I have been proud of things that I have done. Like I set this mm-hmm. goal, I met this goal, I'm proud of reaching that goal. That's my action. That's my action mm-hmm. stuff. I'm, I'm good with mm-hmm. that. But I was so caught up in all of that that I could never really say I was proud of the inner me, the person right. who, who I never took the time to nurture and grow and figure out how I could be more, how I could just, you know, bring in more light and love. And that was where I was stuck is like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sign up for this race. I'm going to do this race. And then I'm going to, you know, go do this other thing. And then I'm going to do this business. And then I'm, you know, like, let's just go, go all the time. Right. Right. So what, before you understood that about yourself, what did, what was the result of that belief of all action, no feelings? What kind of situations did you find yourself in? There, yeah, there's multiple situations, right? So I think the first situation was um, I had this identity that I was trying to put out into the universe of someone who was very strong physically, mentally. I was tough. I was willing to do you know, scary things like I did Iron Man and I moved 3,000 miles across the country to go to college. And I, you know, did all these things that seemingly were strong. And mm-hmm. I was really protective of that identity. I was also being 48 years old in the era where women had to be more masculine to make it in the workplace. You had to, you know, push down emotion. You didn't let people in. Um, and what I realized is that wasn't serving me mm-hmm. uh, by, by not allowing myself to be an emotional being that I am as a female, that I was pushing people away and I wasn't able to really have the kinds of relationships with women or men that I, I so wanted. I wanted mm-hmm. that. I was surrounding myself with people, but I was still very guarded. And, um, for me, I've spent my whole life being a personal trainer and, um, an athletic coach and through the years of personal training, as you can imagine, your personal trainer often becomes your therapist. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know, they, people tell you all sorts of stuff. And I realized that when I opened up to those people and I shared my experiences, I let people in, that was like the first step. Starting, Mm -hmm. you know, when I started working is that like learning like, oh, like I'm not the only one who feels this way. There's other women who seem to apparently like have it all going on. But then when they talk to me, they're having relationship problems or they're, you know, dealing with their kids or they're not, their work is making them unhappy, whatever the case may be. And so having that start of how we could start talking there, because for me, exercise and 
barriers of, of what you're going to let people know about you, they start to come down. Movement mm -hmm. somehow opens up your ability to share quite often too. I come from a, a running and triathlon background. So you're doing a lot of that kind of long distance training and it just helps you like let that guard down. So that yeah, was I can the see first how that would be the step. case. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that was the first step. And then <laughs> the, the bigger moments I think were, you know, I've been married twice and the first time I was only married for two years and I was embarrassed. I didn't talk to anybody about the fact that I was going to, you know, do this divorce thing. I just held it all close to the vest because I was so worried that people were going to think that I was weak. Why can't you just like make that work? Right. What's wrong mm. with you? All those things that you build up in your head as judgments. Right. And right. Right. So, and I think a lot of women go there. Did you have a belief that it was okay for other people to get divorced, but not you? I absolutely didn't judge anyone for getting divorced, for sure. I, yes. In answer to your question, the short answer is yes, because I felt like I should have known better. Mm -hmm. Like, the, all the signs were there. I just blatantly ignored them because I really wasn't able to be self-aware enough to see my role in that relationship and how that just the dynamic didn't make sense. Not a bad guy, just yep. didn't make sense. But I was going to force it because going right. back to like, what did you grow up and what were the things that you learned growing up that impacted you later? I grew up being told life is hard. Everything you do is hard. Marriage is hard. Work is hard. Suck it up. Don't complain. Just be happy for whatever you've got. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's, I felt like I should have been able to do better in that first marriage. But the sad part for me is I left that marriage and learned nothing. Really. Okay. I didn't really learn anything about myself at that time other than I didn't want to have that. I didn't think that was the right energy for me. So I went to a completely different energy, which was. So I went from my stepdad, which was my first, <laughs> my first husband, basically, to my dad as the second husband. And that's where I really started to realize what I was all about, why I was getting into these relationships that were so toxic mm -hmm. and, and focusing on how I could learn and grow from those. It's easy to like, be mad and place blame. And, you know, he did this to me and he's so horrible, but it really comes down to, I had to come to terms with choices that I made and to not blame myself or shame myself, but mm -hmm. to really try to dig deep into why, what was my, why, why did I do that? And that's where you have to go back and look at childhood experience experiences and all the things that you internalize over time that you don't even realize. And that's not a super comfortable journey, but I'm trying to really put that out into the universe with my empowerment coaching and with my live your truth that let's talk about this ladies. Let's normalize that everybody has things they wish they'd done differently. Doesn't make you a bad person. We were all doing the best we could at the time. But let's talk about the here and now and how we can write this day. You can start today to delve in, to figure out, you know, where that came from, the awareness piece. Then you go into the acceptance of, okay, yeah, 
if my best friend told me those things, I wouldn't think she was terrible or stupid or silly Mm -hmm. or crazy or any of the things we tell ourselves all the time, right? I would actually be very empathetic and, and probably try to build her up. So now I need to do that to me. I need that acceptance piece to be acceptance of me. Then right. I can work on the action, <laughs> but I but yeah. don't put the action before all the other stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we, a lot of times get it backwards. We just keep taking action. We want to action ourselves into being different as opposed to coming from the inside, working on that first and then the outside changes because, and, and the actions that we take are changing. I was going to back up. Was there a specific, what was the specific thing that triggered you going, okay, wait, I need to look at what's going on with me, what my part in this is? It was actually a gradual progression in that marriage. Um, There were like ridiculous numbers of red flags going into it that I just said, no, 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 I can do this. I can do anything. It's the harder, the better. I can do this. I can be the one to like connect with this person like no one else can and all those things that you convince yourself of. Um, And over time, it was a daily battle. And, you know, from the person who came from a background where nobody talked to each other, nobody yelled, nobody screamed, nobody did any of those things into a marriage where I was being yelled at very regularly, let's call it mm-hmm. several times a week and mm-hmm. being put in that kind of flight or fight sin- like path. For me, yeah. I always wanted to run away. Um, that was a buildup of stress over time that I let myself be brainwashed into thinking that my health was deteriorating because of the other things I was doing in life. I was doing Ironman on a super high level competitive place. And my ex at the time was like, well, that's what happens when you do all these things and whatever. But what I had to really see is that I got shingles twice. I got pneumonia twice. I ended up with a systematic itching to the point where I was laying on the floor on my tile floor, buck naked crying because I was itching from the inside out and I couldn't make it stop. I got into a horrible bike accident where I literally woke up in the ER with a broken neck and my exit husband at the time was like, what's, you know, you need to just suck it up. What's wrong with you? You're being so selfish (laughs) about this whole broken neck thing. Why can't you take care of me? So that process over time. Yeah. You started finally listening to the messages. Yeah. And it really came down to, he started drinking very heavily and that's when, again, I tried to be the one to like fix everything. I was going to go, I went to Al-Anon and I did all these things. But I, I just realized that he wasn't going to change. And we say this all the time, you know, that you can't mm-hmm. change someone. Because right. I thought I could change enough to make it work because I had grown up with that ethic. And I realized that it was literally killing me. Like my Mm -hmm. health was deteriorating. I was becoming this shell of a person who just didn't share anything with anyone because I was so embarrassed. And so um, I just felt stupid, quite honestly. I felt stupid that I had gotten myself into this situation. So the, the the big aha moments that happened during that time 
is that I started to share my story with my friends. I started to be real and tell them I'm getting verbally abused. I'm sometimes getting physically abused. I'm, I'm feeling that I need to make changes in my life, but I'm scared. And I'm I, sharing that was the big record, yeah, big point of recognition for me that I had to talk. Mm-hmm. I had to get it out of my body so that I could process it and actually start to understand it. There's something about the power of the human voice, especially our own, when we let it out of our mouths. And yes. that's why platforms like this with podcasting are so, so key for so many people as a way to really learn more and, and feel more comfortable putting that out into the universe. I'm sure you yes. found that with doing these. Yes. It's so important. I'm so glad that you brought up the idea of speaking your truth because as we touched on a little bit earlier about feeling the emotions, and I have these conversations all the time about allowing ourselves to feel whatever it is we feel, if it's anger or fear or um, hurt, feeling the emotions because there's no way through them except through them. (laughs) Like we have to feel it. And you're adding now to that whole concept of speaking it as well, speaking your truth. This is what's going on with me. And again, the only way through it is to speak it as opposed to hiding it. Right. Because I feel like if we leave it inside, we go round and round in circles and we convince ourselves it's really not that bad. You're making right. too much of this. Everything is fine, as you would say, right? Everything like, is we fine. We convince ourselves. <laughs> so that is why it was so important for me to start opening up and talking to other women, uh, friends, and and not looking for them to solve my problem. But I just Correct. need you to I need you to listen to me because it will help me process. And yeah. to their credit, no one said to me, "What the hell is wrong with you? Why would you ever put up? Get out now!" Everybody understood that I needed to to go through it on my own timeline. Yes. And just was there for me. And that's that's what's important I think when you're ready to start sharing with other women is to find the women who aren't trying to fix your problem, who aren't going to tell you what to do, but are just there to be a sounding board so that you can figure out what you want to do, which is what coaching is all about too. As we coach women, that's what we're there to do. Ask questions so that people have to answer those and go, oh, wow, I didn't really even realize I felt that way until you asked me. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we do in in my program too, in the Fuck Being Fine experience about talking about uh, stop lying to yourself and stop compromising who you are. Right. And that's what, when you start speaking your truth, that's what you're doing. Right. And Which is why I call it live your truth. <laughs> Living right. your truth is speaking your truth too. Yeah. Yeah. We're on the same page there. And, and it's, it's beautiful that you had friends that, who would hold that space for you because a lot of women may have friends, but not friends who necessarily know how to manage that conversation. Right. And that's, again, you know, that's why part coaching of my... is so different than just going to mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. Yes. But my hope is that 
by having these kinds of podcasts and conversations on Clubhouse and other places, we can normalize that, that it is mm-hmm. okay to just listen to other people. You don't have to, because women want to fix everything for each other because we right. love each other, right? It comes from a, of a place of, of beauty and love, usually, uh, yes. but that that we we as women have to be willing to put ourselves out there. There comes this point when like midlife where you're like, well, mm-hmm. I have my friends. These are my friends. And now I'm, I don't really make close friends anymore. We, we put our own self-limiting beliefs on that, that like we can't do that anymore. But when in actuality, what's happening is we are just putting up barriers, putting up walls and not being the one to be like, I'm going to come knock on your door like you did when you were five. Hey, hey, Lori, can you come out and play with me? We don't do that anymore when we're a midlife. We're, we think mm-hmm. that somehow magically friends are going to fall from the sky and that, you know, that's how it works. But, but the real thing that I encourage women to do is to you be the risk taker. You go out there. If you find someone, some woman's energy, like you just feel that. Get in her space. Say, hey, I love your energy. I want to like, how can we get to know each other better? Some people may not vibe with you and that's fine. But the reward of of having the ones that do is there's nothing better in life, in my opinion, than having those kinds of relationships that are so deep and so real. That's the true key to happiness, in my opinion. Yeah, there there's so many women who are wanting to make friends and have find it difficult to make friends at midlife. And yet there are so many ways to connect with people like you're saying, like have that piece of or allow yourself that moment of vulnerability to say, "Hey, I like your energy. I want to hang out with you. Do you know, you know, do you want to be my friend?" Like, but most people are open to that because they're wanting the same thing. They're looking for it, not finding it or not un- knowing where to find it. So if you say that to them, they're going to be open to it. I think, I think some people say that they want it, but like anything else in life, they'll be like, but I don't really have time to do that. Or what? So they're already deprioritizing it, which I you know, that's a choice. That's a choice that you mm-hmm, make. But mm-hmm. I think we do have to be real with ourselves in how important is it to you Correct. to develop those relationships. Because like anything in life, you will find time and you will make space if it's important. Yes. And is that, asking yourself, is that a, a protective mechanism? Like, I don't really have time because you're afraid mm-hmm. they're going to say no. So you're already rationalizing. I don't have time for them anyway. Right. You're already what ifing into the future. What if they don't like me? What if they do these? So then if I just stay here in my safe space, I won't get rejected. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the case for all kinds of situations, not just making friends, but that's a great uh, example of it. When we talked before in our pre-show chat, you said something about that you have stopped worrying if people thought you were weird. (laughs) that's true I love that (laughs) how did you come to that you know honestly I think because what I what I say with my second divorce and that just like I just felt like I was so broken down 
for on such a deep level that I was going to come back. I was going to reincarnate as the real woman that I am. And if you resonate with me, come along, sister. And if you don't, that's okay. Not everybody has to like me. I'm okay with that now in midlife. Mm -hmm. Because Mm -hmm. like a lot of women, I've wanted to like people please. And I chameleoned my way through life. Like, oh, I can act like this. So this person likes me. Instead of thinking about, do I like that person? Do I even want that person in my life? So I think that for me saying, here I am. This is me. I I am not going to pretend to be something that I'm not. I'm going to tell you how it is because I want you to be real with me too. And you're going to attract. It's that law of attraction, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about that. It's for real. Since I have made that shift, I don't have toxic people in my life anymore. I, I yeah. Toxic friends. There might be family I can't get away from. <laughs> but my friends. We all have those. Yeah, my friendships are real. My relationships with, you know, I am engaged. I have a relationship with an amazing man who, you know, is just on every level the perfect match for me. Not that he is in front of me, above me, any of those things. We are matched up. We are in sync. We equally bring joy to each other's Mm -hmm. lives Mm -hmm. because I realize that I deserve that. I want someone who's who loves me for me and that yes. the same me respecting and loving him on that same level. And I just feel like for most of my life with most of my relationships, I was chosen. The guy said, I like you. And I'm like, oh, yay, somebody likes me. I'm going to like you back. Right? Uh-huh. Instead of being yeah. like, listening to that gut intuition, that gut feeling of like, Ooh, Oh, but that's all right. He, he, look at all these great qualities that he has that I'm yeah, you know, yeah. glossing Get over. more excited that you got picked for the team yes, than exactly. whether you wanted to be on the team. Right. Right. And that applies to female friendships too. Right. Sure. So you, you're trying to find your tribe as we say, and it may take a couple of tries. It doesn't have to be you know, you don't get, you don't have to stay, stay friends with that person. You can move around to different tribes, try them out, see what works for you. And there's some friends who serve you for a season, right? A season of your life yeah. where, you know, I've been in places where I was in a bad place mentally, like about beating up on myself. And so what do you attract then? You attract those people that do that too. And mm-hmm. now I'm not there. And so I'm attracting other women who either are where I want to, where I am or want to be there that I can serve and be like, come on, sister, grab my hand. I'm going to take you with me and we're going to do this. Yes. Yes. I love that. That's, I feel the same way that of being in that place. And the, the one other thing I wanted to add to the whole conversation about friendships is that no one person is going to serve everything. So you're going to have different types of friends potentially that serve different purposes in your life or that you can have different conversations with that not everybody is the the same, I don't want to say level of friendship, but everybody has their, their different, um, I don't know, place in the circle, I guess. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. But not everyone has to be your best friend. They can just be right. your friend. And that's yeah. good too. That's that's super valuable. It is. Yeah. Yeah. 
I have loved this conversation. Before we go, the one question you knew was coming, when you need to get energized and hyped up, what's the song you listen to? So I knew you were going to ask me this. So I was on my Spotify yesterday. I'm like, which one? Because I have so many <laughs> hype songs that I love because I'm a music person. Like I teach spinning classes and I've always been a dancer and I love music. And I was like, I wonder if Lori will let me have two. Because <laughs> I was like, I can't decide between these two. But I'm going to give you just the, the one. What, the one that I narrowed it down to is by Andra Day. And it's called Rise Up. And I yes. like her original version because they have a couple of different kind of like, you know, spiced up versions. Just the pure rawness of her voice. It just gives yes. me, it starts slow, kind of like gets you in that vibe. And then it picks up and it's got that gospel feel. It just gets me in tune with like, I can rise up. I can rise up against any challenge, any day. I've got this. I'm going to do it. I love that song. That's such a good song. Thank you for sharing that. And now you know I'm going to ask you what the other one is. Oh, good. You can't leave <laughs> so me hanging one. like this. Okay. So my other one, I don't know if you've heard it, um, and it's it's more of like a fun song. It's called Rising, now I'm going to say it wrong, um, The Rising Flag. Now I have to look it up because I can't believe I just blew the whole title. But it's the <laughs> the whole message of – it was actually from the Olympics originally, the last Olympics, not this one. Um, and it talks about um, as, as I get older, I will get stronger. And I love that chorus because it goes along with um, the whole midlife movement that I'm doing with Dara and how old doesn't mean – passe. It doesn't mean we have to lay down and just accept anything. It actually means we're in this beautiful new place of wisdom and uh -huh. we can really get better with age. I, I certainly feel like I have. Okay. Do you remember who, who did the song? Um, I am going to look it up. Oh, I got it. Waven. Okay. Like no G on the end. Waven yep. flag. And it's the oh, yeah, that's what remix. I yeah. And it just, okay. it's, if you really listen to the words, it was written for like a team, but I think of that team as my midlife women team. So when you listen mm -hmm. to the song, think of that as you're listening to it and it's very empowering. Okay. Sorry, I put right. the title I, for you. <laughs> no, no, we're all, it's all good. I have not heard that one or if I have, I didn't, I don't know it. So I'm going to have to go check that out now. And speaking of checking things out, so if people want to get in touch with you, continue a conversation, hear more about your program, get into one of your clubhouse rooms, how do they get in touch with you? I'm on all my social media. So I'm on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn is Live Your Truth Women. You can also find me on Clubhouse under, it's just my name, Shannon Patterson. Uh, and I hold lots of rooms there um, on female empowerment and female uplifting and having those beautiful conversations. And I also have a website, liveyourtruthco, as in company, .com. And there's where you can find me in any of those places. You can DM me if you have questions or you want to talk about, you know, the kind of coaching services that I offer. Um, I'm getting ready to roll out a program that um, is going to be a combination of fitness and, um, and the mental component of empowerment through self-love and self-discovery. Sounds awesome. Thank you. I will put links to all of that in the show notes. 
Appreciate you joining me here today, Shannon, on fine is a four letter word. Thank you, Lori. And I just want to say huge, huge kudos to you for what you're doing to elevate this message for women that we need to talk. We need to stop saying everything is fine and to really open up and just support each other. So thank you so much. Oh my gosh. I really enjoyed my conversation with Shannon on this one. We covered a lot of ground. So here are some key takeaways. Number one, be proud of yourself, not just for your accomplishments, although yes, certainly those, and also for being who you are, for the inner you. Learn to love and appreciate yourself. Number two, it's easy to be mad at and blame others for past circumstances he did this to me and he's so horrible and so on. But it really comes down to coming to terms with your own choices. That doesn't mean blaming or shaming yourself. It's more about analyzing why you did that. Maybe going back and looking at childhood experiences and things you internalized over time that you don't even realize. Understand that everybody has things they wish they'd done differently. You're not a bad person. We were all doing the best we could at the time. Now it's time to focus on the here and now and how you can start today to become aware and accept and have empathy with yourself as you work on taking different actions. Number three, it's okay to be vulnerable, to let people in, to let your guard down, to let people see you're not perfect, you have issues. Doing this allows them to relate to you. Honestly, this is one key area where I'm still doing a lot of work. So this point is for me as much as anyone. We're worried about what people are going to think and being perceived as weak and judged on. Why can't you just make it, it being whatever your situation is, why can't you just make it work? And in reality, no one is thinking that about you or judging you in that way at all. Number four, There's power in speaking your truth, telling people what's happening with you. Keeping it all inside is not healthy. Often you start seeing health conditions manifesting in people who are suffering emotionally and psychologically, but aren't sharing any of those feelings with anyone. The only way to healing is to get out of your body so you can process and understand it. You have to speak and live your truth. Number five, friendships can be fluid. You don't need to be friends with everyone for your entire life. Some friends are only in your life for a season. Alternately, different friends serve different roles or purposes in your life. Each one has a place in your circle. Shannon didn't mention this in the interview, but she is offering listeners a free 30-minute mindset empowerment coaching session to discuss self-love, relationships, building confidence, cultivating joy, physical health and wellness, and all topics related to helping you live your truth. To schedule it, go to https colon backslash backslash calendly.com backslash live your truth girl. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And the first three women to schedule a call and mention fine is a four letter word podcast will also receive a live your truth tank top. And she's got a picture for that. 
for that tank top, but that link is super long. So look for that in the show notes as well. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Fine is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other women like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. And I'd love to hear what's happening in your world. Join me on social. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. And lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. Or maybe it's just before, depending on where you're listening. Look for it. You'll find it because you always find exactly what you're looking for. Remember that. <laughs>